I'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders past, present and emerging and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Welcome to Stepping Up, the podcast where we explore all things organisation, mental health, routines, personal development, motherhood and health. I'm your host, Steph Pace, and I'm the woman behind Just Another Mummy blog and also the founder of Steph Pace Planners. But I can assure you this is not just another podcast. Online, I'm known for my organisation tips and tricks and the occasional banter, but it definitely wasn't always this way. I used to be a hot mess and occasionally still am, and I'm here as your honest and real friend each week to show you how I turn my life of chaos into clarity. Between the house, health, kids, work and wanting to be the best version of yourself, it can be overwhelming and I'm here to give you the tools and tips to stop you feeling like a slave to your daily tasks, home, life and especially the expectations you have on yourself. Join me as I share my journey and insights into the art of balancing it all and speak to guests who can help us all live a better life. Whether you're looking to streamline your daily routines, boost your well-being, achieve your fitness goals, dive into personal development, or find inspiration to step up into the best version of yourself, we've got you. So are you ready to step up your game? Let's go. Hello, guys, and welcome back to Stepping Up. Oh, I am just so excited for you guys to listen to today's podcast. But before I get into it, I have really been changing up a lot in my life. As you guys know, I'm really trying to take back control and really even out my work-life balance and all the things. And I'm just literally throwing all the processes and things I do in my life and in my business on its head, to be completely honest. And even down to like, I really want to just finally do the big things that I've been wanting to do for a long time. Like, for example, my bloody Instagram name, as you guys know, it is just another mummy blog and I hate it. It was a joke. Instagram gave me a tick like years ago. And ever since then, I haven't been like, I can't physically change it. It won't let me. And then it says, contact Instagram. Do you think there's a contact for Instagram? No, <laughs> it's literally impossible. So doing things like that, I'm like, I'm going to chase that. I'm going to change all my emails. Speaking of emails, I actually spoke about this the other week. Oh, if you're listening to this and you are a 90s or 2000s baby, what were we honestly thinking when we made our first email addresses? It is just so horrendous. Like the audacity that we had to have the email addresses that we made. For example, my first email was steffi underscore 68 plus one. Like, mate, are you kidding me? I, I was reading Harry Potter every day. I wore the same Hedwig shirt every single day. I was not even on the same planet or hemisphere as that. And I didn't even know what it was. And I thought I was bloody hilarious. Like, what did our parents think? And I'm like, I just, it'd be so funny to be, I'm sure a lot of you out there work in jobs where you have to get people's emails. And it's when you get the really cringy ones. Like I know years ago when I worked at the gym and people would give me an email and you try not to laugh, but I just don't know what we were thinking. I honestly don't know. I'm doing things like that. I'm chasing these goals and doing these things that I've been putting off for ages or just, it's kind of been impossible, but this is a year it's all happening. It really is. I'm taking the wheel of my own life and Instead of just going on and existing and just surviving, it's time to take the wheel. And this is really, really related to today's episode. But first, this week's stepping stone, I'm going to tell you what it is, but you're not going to fully understand it until you listen to the full episode because it is so important. But what I want you to do this week is I want you to do a mental rehearsal every single morning. Now, I'm not going to go into it too much because you're going to learn all about it. And by the end of this episode, your mind is going to be blown about the things that you are doing right now and every single day that you didn't realize that you were doing and how doing things like this mental rehearsal 
is going to change your life. And I really want you guys to commit to it. So again, you're not going to know what this is. I'm not even going to tell you because I want you to listen to the full episode. But I promise you, if you're someone who you feel like you're stuck in a rut, you're sick of thinking the same things every day, feeling maybe negative or feeling anxious, and you just feel like you're repeating history every single day, and you want something new, and you want to just literally change your life, change your outlook, this episode is for you. And this stepping stone is going to be the pathway to getting there. I'm also really working on getting some incredible guests on this show. So if you guys do have someone in mind that you would love me to have on, please do send us a DM, send us an email, let me know. Because yes, I'm going to be just really diving deep and bringing you the best of the best. So I can't wait. Anyways, let's get into today's episode. Today's episode is kind of a deep one. And I think it's going to be confronting for many of us. I know for me, when I've had these realizations of myself, literally over the last couple of weeks, I was like, holy shit. I really did call myself out on my own, not my own bullshit, but my own habits and the way that I just conduct myself as a person. So it's been no secret that, you know, online and on socials, you guys can see, your girl's been going through a bit of a time. There's been some really big things going on in my world and in my personal life. Everything's fine with Ryan and the kids. My team's amazing. Don't worry about them. But a lot of things are really kind of coming to a head. A lot of things that are like a childhood trauma and all that type of stuff. And what I've realized recently over the last, I'd probably even say couple of months, but I know I've been acting in this way for a lot longer, is I've realized I've become a really negative person. And I've always prided myself on being really positive always seeing the silver lining. You know, if they give me lemons, I make lemonade. That's the kind of person I normally am. However, things happen in life and we can really get bogged down with those things. People are always like, it's about your reaction to things, et cetera, et cetera. And I do understand that to an extent, but sometimes just really shit things happen to people. You know, people lose their jobs, relationships break down. Unfortunately, people pass away, what I've been dealing with. Just, just everyday life, even not the big things, just like a lot of Little things that happen in our everyday life can accumulate into big things and it can really bog us down. Now, I've always been the person who sees the glass half full, but I realize I now don't see a glass at all. And I've just been really, really focusing on needing to change my mindset through a lot of things, not just trauma and grief, but also, you know, my everyday life with business and things like that. And I feel like possibly my grief and stress from work has just turned me into this different person. And I don't really like what I see, guys. I don't like what I see. So I started reading this book by Joe Dispenza and it's called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard of it. So many people recommended it to me. And let me just say, I'm only halfway through and I know I should probably record this by the end of it, but I'm just going to do it now because I have to tell you guys the things I've learned and come to realize. But holy shit, it is really just kind of opening up yourself and how our body and minds work. And it makes so much sense. The book's basically about how we can actually break the habit of being ourselves, the way we think, and also take control of that and take control of our lives and our future. And it's also a great book for those who have also dealt with things in the past, our traumas and things like that. But by the end of this episode, you will understand how our thoughts physically control our reality. And I know when I've heard those things before, I was like, whatever. I'm not a woo-woo person. I want to be a woo-woo person, but I'm not. And I need the science. I need the facts. And you will be astonished to learn that our thoughts can even change our brains for the better or for the worse and can even change our bodies physically, which is insane to me. So if you're someone 
who feels like, you know, you're stuck in your own head, you're not truly present, you feel like you're stuck in a groundhog day or you're sick of your own bullshit, (laughs) the bullshit that you keep telling yourself. If you are someone who tends to be quite negative or you're only just listening to this now and being like, oh, shit, I am quite negative. Or if you're someone who wants to change your view of the world and of yourself and of your life and also create a new reality, this episode is for you because this is going to give you the biggest wake-up call of them all. Honestly, it really will. And I think this episode is just going to be so incredibly powerful. I know this has just made me so much more aware and it's already changed my life. And I'm just so excited to be able to gift this to you as well from the things I've learned already. Now, before I get into it, it's really important that you guys understand how our mind and body works and how they actually talk to each other. So every time our brain has a thought, it sends specific chemicals and signals to our body. And when the body gets these chemicals and signals, it initiates a set of reactions that are in line with that thought. The body then sends the confirming messages of, yes, I'm feeling this way, back to the brain. So now we are feeling what the brain is thinking. So let me explain this a little bit more and break it down. Let's just say I'm making the kids breakfast and then I think about a deadline I've got or something that's coming up and I'm really feeling anxious about it. So that thought in my brain now creates a mix of chemicals that gets sent down to my body. My body then starts to have heart palpitations. Maybe I get like sweaty hands. My breath starts going really fast. And then that goes back to the brain and says, yes, we are feeling anxious now. So now I'm anxious. So now you can see I had that one thought about something that was due later in the day. And that thought has told my body, I'm anxious because of this. My body's now got the physical signs of being anxious and it's reconfirming that with my brain. So now I am anxious. So even just this quick demo here, it shows that we literally become our thoughts. So technically thinking equals feeling equals being. And it's the same thing when we think negative. Say we have a negative thought about one part of our lives, which I'm going to get into a bit further. We will then start to feel really maybe angry or sad in our body. And then that goes back to our brain and now we are negative. So we literally become what we think. As humans, we are literally made up of our past experiences, you know, good or bad, people that we've met, people that we've lost, places we've visited, all the things we've seen and experienced and met and done has created who we are right now. And that determines how we act in our life and how we react, how we speak, how we carry ourselves. Like it's so insane to think how deep this runs with our personalities. So this can mean we have experienced something in the past that maybe was negative. And then something in our environment can trigger that memory in our body. And when I say memory, it's not just a thought, it's actually that emotional memory. So I want to give you guys an example here. When I was younger, I literally remember this so clearly. I was in kindy and I was playing basketball. And I remember I kept missing the ball. And this one guy in my year, he was literally just bullying me about it. He was calling me Stephanie or some shit. What a little shit. Anyway, he was calling me Stephanie because I couldn't catch the ball. And then I just remember being so embarrassed and so anxious. And I also felt really bad because I felt like I was letting my team down. So for the rest of my childhood, whenever we had to play a team sport, I would straight away get so anxious. My heart would race. I'd have all the exact same reactions I did back on that incident on the basketball court. Even up until a couple of weeks ago, We, Ryan and I went away, which we're going to do an episode about. We went on that health retreat again. Incredible. Anyways, there was a ping pong tournament and straight away I got so anxious 
And I, my bra, I was so aware of it because I know I have this trigger with team sports. I just know, I know it so well. But straight away, my body remembers this. It's a memory in my body and it's an emotion my body remembers. So when I'm put into a team sport setting, I straight away freak out. And of course, I absolutely sucked. I was like the first person out. I was so terrible. Even Ryan was like, Steph, you're much better than that normally. And I'm like, dude, I get so anxious. And that's just an example of how our thoughts and memories are literally stored in our body and how it makes us act the same way in the present moment and in the future. You know, in that ping pong tournament, I was surrounded by my husband and these really beautiful people who couldn't care less how shit I was at ping pong. I still felt the same way. So therefore, every time something happens in our present life, our everyday life, we subconsciously relive the past. We go back to that negative state of being and therefore we are reliving the past every single day. And I know you're thinking, Steph, that's just one situation. Let me get real deep with you here. Every morning we wake up in the same home next to the same person and we know, you know, the person laying next to us is our partner or whoever it is because of our past experience. We get up, we look at the exact same thing, the same toothbrush, the same hairbrush. So the negative feelings that we've felt, you know, leading up to this point, we straight away get back into that. An example of this is right now with the unit. I know my kids are really not enjoying it here. To be honest, I feel like the first few months we've been in here hasn't been the best experience for me because of outside factors with business and things. So I then find that I say to myself, I hate this unit. I hate this unit. So what I do, I get up every morning, roll over. Yep, that's Ryan. That's my husband. Then I'm like, oh, yeah, we're in the unit. Oh, I hate this unit. I hate this unit. I'm straight away back in that negative mindset because I remember that's what we do. My body's like, this is what we do every day. We do the same thing. It's the same if you're telling yourself you're not worthy or, you know, you're telling yourself you're a piece of shit every day. You're going to wake up and think that again and again and again. So we're actually just every morning waking up and then being like, okay, we're going to relive our past thoughts and past feelings every single day. We're not going to wake up and actually take it as a new day. Our brain and body actually does this to keep us safe. It's like if we touch a hot stove, you do it once and you learn because your brain needs to remember these things. So again, if you've had a bad experience in the past that made you feel not good, your brain's going to panic and your body's going to panic. It's why people have phobias and fears. It's usually because it stemmed from something in the past and it's actually not about the reality in the current situation. The amazing thing is our brain actually doesn't know the difference between thinking something versus actually experiencing something. So if you're thinking the worst case scenario of a situation you're in, your brain's going to think that's real. That's why our body reacts like it is real. And this is why people with anxiety like myself, it's so draining because every day you're waiting for something bad to happen and you don't know what it is and you don't know why you do it, but it's just what you do. So all day, every day, you're in this constant state of fight or flight mode. And it's like that saying, and I always try to tell myself this, is worrying is like living through it twice. When you're thinking about the worst case scenario, and let's just be honest here, it's like 5% chance it's going to happen. But if it did happen, you're then putting yourself through that situation twice. And that's not going to help. You know what I mean? And it really is true what they say when you focus on something that will grow. I remember when Ryan and I really wanted to have kids. We wanted to start having children. And then I swear that day I went out and I went down to Woolworths and then it was like 20 pregnant ladies. There was babies everywhere. And I was like, what the hell? And that's because I'm thinking about the thing I want. So therefore I start focusing on it and noticing it everywhere. 
So if you're focusing on, you know, the negative things in your life or the sad things in your life, you're going to find it because our life has so many different variants. We have different ways to view things, something that someone might view as bad, someone might love. And now a really good example of this is, and this was in Joe Dispenza's book, let's say Bob is driving to work and on the way to work, he randomly thinks about that one time that Susan in accounts was super rude to him. So he starts getting really angry. And he's feeling really angry, so his body has reconfirmed with his brain, yet we're angry. We are feeling angry. His heart's racing, he's sweaty, he's just feeling really, really ragey, and then he gets a red light. Of course this happens to me. This is just my life. Everything bad happens to me. Something that wouldn't have bothered someone who was in a good mood, he has now been like, no, this pisses me off. Anyway, he keeps driving, and then he thinks about all the emails he hasn't looked at, or that maybe his kids the night before were rude to him or gave him some back chat. And now he's focusing on that. So he's literally picking apart all the negative things in his life that he views as negative, gets to work, and then he's rude to people at work. And then their reaction to him being rude, he gets more pissed off about. He's an angry person. It's an angry day. You know what I mean? And he's become angry because of that one thought that he had in the morning. And this gets us in that negative thought loop. And I didn't even realize I did this, but I do it so much. Whereas what I said, you have one negative thought and then you go through all the other things in your life that's negative and you're like, my life is just negative. This stuff just happens to me. And I'm not going to lie, guys, I've been saying that stuff to myself for a little while now. You know, the first day we got back from the retreat, which was such an amazing experience, I got, you know, some not great news to do with work. And I noticed my brain straight away said, of course, that happened to me. And then I started doing that thing. And I was like, no, we're not doing that. And because I was aware of it, I was so aware of this negative thought loop that I do. And it's like, you know, when something you know, not great happens to you, you think about it over and over again. And then to get comfort from people, you are telling them and telling them. But you're also reliving it. So your brain thinks you're going through the same experience over and over and over again. It's exhausting. And the biggest problem with this is if these stored memories and stored emotions, if we continue to live through them every single day for days and weeks and months and years, that becomes our normal. That becomes the normal thing your body will resort to because that's what it knows and that's what it's trying to do to keep you safe. And I realized I do this because for me as an anxious person, which again is a thought. I shouldn't say I'm anxious. I should say I have anxiety or I experience anxiety. But if I sit there, all my work's done, the kids are good, which look, let's be honest, this is a very rare occasion, but let's just say this. When I'm sitting there and I feel like there's nothing to do, I will straight away get anxious because I'm like, I'm forgetting something. This doesn't feel right. And my body straight away will look for something to be anxious about. And I'm like, shit, am I addicted to being anxious, to feeling anxious? And it's not something that I enjoy. And he talks about this in the book. Honestly, you guys need to read this book. That's your baseline. So your brain unknowingly, like you don't even realize it, subconscious, will start to find things to bring you back to that baseline level, which is feeling anxious or negative because that's what it knows. And you've experienced it for so long, it's now become part of your personality, even when you don't want it to. And the whole idea of us being addicted to feeling this way has to be a whole other episode, but it's just really interesting to think that our brains just literally have a mind of their own and our bodies just store it. Like I know, because I do have childhood trauma and things like that. So when someone like yells or is like showing anger, I straight away, I go into survival mode. Like I literally nearly have an anxiety attack over stuff like that. And 
when the blinds are closed, because my house growing up, we didn't really have any light. It was very dark. I get very anxious. And I know in my head what it is because I'm so I'm so aware of it. And I'm trying to tell my body it's it's fine, it's fine. But it does, it takes a lot of work to reset that essentially. It's decades and decades of what you know. And you're now needing to challenge that. And I think although this may feel a bit overwhelming to you and you're maybe thinking, shit, like I feel like I don't even know who I am because these things have been going on for years and I don't realize I do it. I didn't realize that this was because of my thoughts and my past experiences. So I'm literally reliving my past every single day. And it's just like how they say, you know, how we say things to ourselves really changes the tone and the emotion. So something simple like I have to make dinner for the kids versus I get to make dinner for the kids. Like it just feels so different and so much lighter. And this is where it shows how important it is, which now leads me into my biggest mantra for the year and for the rest of my life, which is I want every day to feel like Saturday. Now, let me explain why this is my mantra and why I've decided this. When I was explaining all of this stuff to Ryan when we were away at the health retreat recently, he made a really good point. And he said how, you know, every day we wake up in the same life, with the same home, the same people, like I said before. Yet, he said, when I wake up on like a Sunday, he goes, I feel really good. But everything's the same around me. But I've already decided in my head that Sundays are a good day. We feel good on Sundays. Isn't that interesting? And I'm like, for me, Sundays, I actually get quite anxious on Sundays because it's the day before Monday, which is a huge day of the week for me, which I've decided, which I'm now going to be changing that. But for me on Saturdays, I do, I wake up and I feel so much better. I feel lighter. I feel like much happier. And everything in my life is exactly the same. Yes, my to-do list is very different, but that's just how I perceived it and I've always known it to be. You know, I've even gotten to the point where, to be completely honest, I didn't think I was going to share this, but I've gotten to the point with, you know, when I walk into the SPP warehouse, because again, we don't have enough team members in the executive team, if that makes sense. So I'm like, I'm doing a million different roles. I'm doing stupid hour weeks. And now my body's so, like my body and my mind remember that so much of like when I go into the warehouse, like there's a lot of meetings, a lot of people asking me questions, and there's a lot of moments of anxiety. Look, I love what I do. I love what I do, but my body and mind remember that. So now when I walk into the warehouse, I get anxious and I love, I love my team. I love what I do. And it's just because my body remembers, okay, yeah, we're here. Yep. This is where we get anxious because we have all this happening. Even if it doesn't happen that day, it's like, how many times have you, you know, built yourself up for an experience or an event that you're going to And you build yourself up for days and then you do it and it was fine. It was absolutely fine. But it's just because your body remembers being in a group of people that you don't know or something like that. Something There's always something similar about certain experiences. So then you straight away go back to that. So because we have decided on Saturdays we feel good, let's decide to feel good every day. Because again, we're waking up in the same experience, the same environment. Let's change that. If you've been following along this journey, you'll know how much organization has changed my life. I was and still am a hot mess and honestly, without my planner by my side, nothing would get done. I spent years creating these planners. They have sections for monthly reflections, intention setting, resets, challenges, meal planning, cleaning schedules, budgeting, and my secret page to make sure you can balance it all. As a thank you for listening to my podcast, I want to give you your own exclusive discount code, Steffing Up, for 15% off any products over at Steph Pace Planners. 
So if you're ready to take back control of your life and get on top of your to-do list, head to stephpaceplanners.com.au and use the code Up for your discount today. Now let's get back to the episode. All right, so now you know all that information, you're probably like, Steph, how am I meant to change my brain and how it's been wired? Because we are now hardwired to act and think this way and emotionally react this way. But there is hope and there is ways that you can rewire your brain. Now, the first thing is mental rehearsal. And I didn't realize this, but I actually used to do this a lot when I first launched my planners. Again, because I was doing some really big, bold moves back then. And I'm still doing them, but on a different level back then, something I'd never done before, you know, going out, giving money to these manufacturers and like putting myself out there even more. I had a lot of self-doubt. So what I would do is every morning I would sit down and I would mentally rehearse how the day was going to go. And I remember I did this also on my very first event when I launched the planners. I remember waking up and I mentally rehearsed how it was going to go, even down to what I was having for breakfast, or maybe I was listening to music. Like you need to be so, so clear. And again, like I mentioned before, your brain doesn't know if it's just a thought or if it's reality. And that's also why things like vision boards are actually scientifically proven if you look at them and actually mentally rehearse you achieving those goals, because then your brain actually creates new neural pathways and behaviors so you can actually achieve that goal because it thinks you've already done it. Now, before you think this is all bullshit, because it's not, I've got the science, I've got some experiments that they did and they shared this in the book as well. So in this experiment, there was a group of people who had to physically practice a song on the piano and they had to do this over a certain amount of weeks. And then another group just had to imagine themselves doing it. So they didn't touch the piano. Every day had to do the same amount of practice, but mentally as the people actually playing the piano. Now at the end of the experiment, they scanned both sets of brains, so both groups. The group that imagined doing the piano and they didn't touch it had grown the same neural connections in their brain as those who had actually played the instrument. So this just proves that by thought alone, they are literally rewiring their brain, the same as those who actually practice doing the thing. And they didn't even touch the piano. Now, what if I told you, you can not only just change the way your brain is wired by thought, but you can actually physically change your body. Now, an article published in 1992, the Journal of Neurophysiology, The subjects were divided into three groups. The first group were asked to exercise by contracting and relaxing one finger on their left hand for five one-hour training sessions per week for four weeks. The second group mentally rehearsed the same exercise on the same timetable without physically activating any muscles in their finger. Now, and then there was people in a control group who exercised neither their fingers or their mind, so they did nothing. At the end of the study, the scientists compared the findings. So the first set of participants who had their finger strength tested against the control group, a no-brainer, obviously, the group who actually did the exercise showed 30% greater finger strength than those in the control group who did nothing. Now, we all know, you know, when you repeatedly do the same movement and load up a muscle, it gets stronger. But what you probably wouldn't expect is the people who mentally rehearsed the exercises showed a 22% increase in muscle strength. So that just shows the mind produced an actual physical effect on the body. And they've also done this in so many other studies. They did the same with bicep curls. And again, the people who just thought about it gained muscle mass 
in their biceps simply from thinking about it and they didn't even lift up a dumbbell. So what I'm saying with all of this is if you can sit there every morning and mornings and nights are the best time to, you know, do things like meditation, journal and mental rehearsal is because it is when your brain is more primed subconsciously to create changes. So you go into certain brain waves, which one is theta. I can't remember the other one, sorry. But yeah, your brain is basically more moldable at morning and night. And obviously when you're asleep, because you are really tapped into your subconscious and your brain waves are literally at a different level. It's literally science, guys. (laughs) I'm not full of shit. So if you can wake up every single morning and be so clear in your mind and mentally rehearse how your day is going to go, how you are going to react to certain situations and just how you're going to conduct yourself as a human, how you're going to think, how you're going to feel and just really feel it, your brain will then start to create those pathways. So then you actually are able to turn up and do those things. And you can actually rewire our everyday normal. We can stop living in our past experiences and stop reacting as though we are in the past and create a new reality and a new future. It's just insane. And it really makes so, so much sense. So I want you to start practicing your own mental rehearsals and that's going to obviously prep you and prime your brain to start doing those actual behaviours. Now, the next thing you can do is journaling. This is really about awareness because firstly, the first thing to do any of this is to have awareness. I'm sure so many of you listening now before this episode didn't realise that most of these things that you, you do yourself. So now you've got the awareness. That's step one. Tick. You guys pass that class. So journaling is so much more than writing, dear diary, (laughs) dear diary, today Susan in accounts was an asshole. (laughs) It's about being aware of your day and your behavior and how, you know, you want to show up that day. So for me, a journaling practice I've done for years, and I've talked about it before, is I will literally in the morning write about my day as if it's already happened. So again, that's like a form of mental rehearsal. And I also will write down, you know, maybe about the day before about maybe there's a way I reacted that I didn't like, or maybe I felt like I wasn't present and I'll actually pinpoint what it was. The thing is, if we're not being aware and, you know, sitting down journaling or not, if you're not being aware of your life and what's going on and why you're feeling the way you're feeling, things aren't going to change. Because it comes down to the awareness and actually being able to sit down and reflect. And if we don't do these things, we're just existing in our lives. We're not living, we are existing and we're on autopilot and we're all programmed into the past negative behaviours that we've always known. Yes, we're not perfect and you're not meant to be perfect, but there's just so much power that we have and we don't even realise it. And then, of course, the other thing to do is meditation. Again, this is the activity that literally can tap into your subconscious because it gets your brainwaves at that level where you can really tap into that and make new experiences. So literally rewire. Now, I will do a full episode on meditation because I feel like people think it's about, again, like sitting on a bloody rock for four hours. You're not allowed to have any thoughts and that's not what it is at all. I have the busiest mind known to man. Like, guys, I have ADHD, okay? No joke, meditation it changes my day instantly. I can't even tell you. And doing these things like mental rehearsal, journaling and meditation will change your life and it will really help you get out of those past behaviors and past thoughts. You know, it's just like all the times when we have that narrative, we tell ourselves that we're not good enough, we're not smart enough. That will be because, and I can bet you 90% of the time, that is because, no, 99% of the time, that is because when you were younger, something happened where you felt that way 
And that's the thing and the story and the narrative that your brain and body has told you ever since. So now you think that's what you are. What you think you become. It really is so true. And I do hope this episode has really opened your eyes. I know it's a lot to realize how much we actually can control, but that's a good thing. Like, let's start making every day feel like Saturday. But yes, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you have any questions, please just send us a message on Instagram or shoot us an email. But I, yeah, I just think this is such a bloody important episode to listen to. And of course, if you haven't read Joe Dispenza's book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, read it. There's a lot of science in there, but we all like the receipts, don't we? Anyways, guys, I'll see you guys on Monday. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today's episode of Stepping Up. I don't want this to be just another podcast you listen to, get inspiration, and then you don't take action. If there's been something in this episode that will help you step up into the best version of yourself, open up your notes app or your trusty planner and make a plan. And if you love listening to today's episode, please take a screenshot and show me where you're listening from. I absolutely love seeing it. Make sure you tag Stepping Up and Just Another Mummy Blog and make sure you subscribe because you won't want to miss what's coming up next week.